those of you just joining us, ladies and gentlemen, those of you just joining us, if you have you have missed a good 20 minutes already, we are almost halfway into this interview with the cast of the independent movie, Boxing Day. Absolutely phenomenal movie. If you have not seen it, we'll get into where to get it yet. If you haven't seen it, you need to check it out. If you're in the chat, uh, let us know that you're here. We might take some questions from the audience that is watching, and we actually do have a few people watching today. So if you got some questions, shoot them in the chat. I'm monitoring the chat right over here on my trusty little, you know, piece of crap phone so uh yeah send us uh, send us some messages or just at least say hello let us know that you're here give us a like and definitely share it to your news feed and let let your folks know that we got the stars right here so we're back uh, so i i so what was probably i mean you mentioned that this is an independent film but filming in your home we did it over two weekends what were some of the other challenges that you all faced as far as because it seemed like you wouldn't know from looking at the movie that you did it over two weekends. So what were some of the challenges that you faced? I probably say the first the challenge. The first challenge was probably <laughs> what Bridget brought up was uh, filming, filming at the National, uh, the National Christmas Tree because uh, we didn't have a license. <laughs> and you try, and we're trying. That would cost money. <laughs> exactly, because licenses cost money. And so you're trying to shoot at the National Christmas Tree, you know, where we didn't have anything blocked off and trying not to get people's faces, but at the same time get our faces. And yeah. We were just a happy couple shooting some footage of us at the tree. <laughs> For your wedding. Yeah. Well, actually, no, because we remember the, 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 uh, the police came over, the Secret Service came over, and they were like, so what are you doing with the camera? And we had to explain and so luckily, I guess I blocked that out. I don't remember. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't block that out. I, I don't block out anything with police. We were filming, I guess, um, and I'm going to screw up the terminology, day for night or night for day or something, but we had to put black heavy plastic on oh, yes. the windows. Yep. Yeah. So at the end of the first weekend, you know, rather than take it all down and have to retape it the following weekend, Francis and I agreed that we would just leave it up. But I tell you, if you ever live in a house where every window on your main floor is blacked out with heavy, hefty, you know, hefty garbage bags, it gets to be depressing after about five days because you don't you, ha you don't have any natural light coming in. It you start to go a little stir crazy. And it was like, okay, we got to leave it up for the next weekend, you know, rather than go through it all again. But uh, you know, that was a, a minor challenge. It was really disorienting. I remember filming. I think I was like eating mozzarella sticks or something with Danny and we're like what time is it it's like 10 p.m at least um and we looked at the clock it's like noon <laughs> like, oh man that's one of my favorite scenes actually is in the basement you know when the, my character goes downstairs to find out what's going on in the basement and you guys are getting high uh -huh. um, you know and then you know Martin tries it of course you know um but that whole you know that whole cluster of scenes there where you know, that, that leads into the Dawson's Creek thing. And, and then right. you, ask D, you know, you've asked D about the nature of your ass. And, you know, I remember D's line is, don't let anybody tell you that that's a fine ass. Don't let nobody, <laughs> that's a fine no, ass. nobody disrespect the ass. You got a great ass. <laughs> you got a great ass. <laughs> don't let I think I that improv. I don't, I don't, rem I don't, I that have improv in the basement, but I'm like, I think it was improv. That was, was improv. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> 
And then Jen is like, thank you. <laughs> and actually, we had to find something that the, that we could try smoking, actually. Something that would actually, I think it was like vanilla tobacco or something. You know, I mean, it wasn't real pot. That's what they told you, Jim, because it was your house. <laughs> I was gonna, I was going to get to that question because I, I, I Mr. Parker, I know is uh, one of the few people I know that does not partake in tobacco or alcohol or uh -huh. anything. Uh -huh. But you seem to play the part of a pot smoker very well, sir. <laughs> Just... He's a consummate professional. <laughs> research, research. And an instructor. Spend, uh, right and get, telling people how to smoke it too just spend a little time down in the southeast doing <laughs> method acting i'm just hey, kidding. I, I'm, I can't remember I'm, I'm from dc proper um so <laughs> I, you know, one of the one of the things i find fascinating is um as as vicky mentioned i'm a veterinarian so i work with um you know we've been open since the pandemic since march it's right busier than ever actually uh doing curbside service but um all my co-workers uh, many of them probably in their 20s, um, uh, and a lot of them, you know, African American, um, do not know about the movie. Um, I never mentioned it, and I've, I've, I've often thought, like, okay, what would they think if they saw this movie? You know, because the veterinarians have, um, you know, I guess uh, the, the stereotypical typical images of, uh, you know, a medical professional or, you know, animal lover or whatever it may be. Um, certainly not the character in Boxing Day. Uh, but I wonder, even like ten years out, you know, how would you know younger people, whatever, you know, folks in their early to mid twenties or even late twenties, how they would view the movie, you know, because um, the country has changed a lot in ten years, um, and you know, what what would the take be? You know, what humor would, humor has changed a lot, and what yeah. is like acceptable humor? But would with it be considered topics funny? and things like that? Yeah, would it be funny or would it be irreverent or would it be inappropriate? You know, I, yeah, I don't know. I, and that I, has gone through my head, like, you know, gosh, I, should I share this with my coworkers or should I shield them from it? I tend to think that it would still translate to some degree because a lot of the issues that I think of Boxing Day as being a little ahead of its time. Um, there I go with that word again. I, th I think of it as ahead of its time because even though the, the a lot of the social issues that we face now are, are uh, have existed to some degree they've been bought they've been brought to the forefront now with events especially with events that have happened over the course of the last two or three years so i think that i think it would i think it would still be relatable i mean you know as i mentioned i've my my wife and i are in that very same marital demographic and we went home actually it was kind of like boxing day the first time we went <laughs> Uh, the first time we went to visit her family, her her family lives right outside of, I'm not going to give away where her family's from. Her family lives in the country somewhere. And we went to visit her family for the first time, and it was a large family gathering. It wasn't just her immediate family, because I, I, I hit it off pretty well with her sisters and her parents and everything, and the nieces and nephews, but it was a large family gathering and everybody I could just feel I was the only one in the room in a room of about 50 or 60 people and I could just feel the eyes and people were going out of their way to come over it's like oh I was just going by the punch bowl I just thought I'd come by and say hi oh you must be your husband it's so nice to meet you you know what I mean so I I know that feeling so I think it would still be a very relatable film in yeah. this especially in 2021 plus that Anthony based on that what do you think is either your favorite moment in the movie or your favorite joke or something that 
I guess you found the funniest because you could relate to it the most or, or, or what? The, the, the two, uh, specifically the one that I mentioned where Jenna talked about being Wesley Snipes black, <laughs> um, and the scene with, uh, with, with you and Vicky, where they were discussing the whole, because my wife hides nothing from me. And so she, <laughs> she tells me some, she tells me some of the discussions that not all of them, I'm sure, but she hides very, very little. If she, I doubt she hides anything from me, but she, we, we've had conversations about the questions that she has been asked from some of her colleagues who are not so inclined to to uh, to take a trip to Mother Africa, as it were. So, <laughs> you know, and, and you know, there've been there've been people. I used to uh, used to be a karaoke host, and we'd be in the bar, and they've been. She'd be sitting in the bar watching me work, and they'd be like, "Oh, that's your man over there," and they'd, they'd be like, mm-hmm, "Girl, go ahead." You know what I mean? So, no, the, very very the. <laughs> It, we watched. It was hilarious to us just because we we lived it. it, it we we literally lived it. It wasn't quite to that degree. My father-in-law uh, didn't try to uh, didn't come out wearing a dashiki or anything like that. But uh, a darshiki, right? A darshiki, a darshiki, yeah. A darshiki, yeah. Gen- genuine darshiki. Oh, it's genuine, huh? Genuine. Uh, my wife, the bees that got the the bees were what the. What country were the bees from? I forget now. But yeah, the the character says, you know, I think Demetrius points out, like, yeah, they're not they're not African. And then I said, yeah, but the guy I bought them from was one. <laughs> <laughs> that was ad lib, actually. I think that was. Was that? I think, I think that came. I think that came from you trying to find props that would work for the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know that. I know the. Um, the kimono that you guys mentioned was my grandmother's. That my my cousin who worked uh, in the Navy overseas sent as a gift one time. And there's like, there's like coconut monkey in the basement scene that belonged to my roommate that looked vaguely African. So we threw that in there. And I think that's where the bead thing came from. It's just like, well, they're not African, but whatever, we'll make it work. Yeah. They're not African, but the guy I bought them from was black. I think the dashiki was um, Frank, um, Frank Abbey, uh, Francis's dad. I think, I think the shirt was yeah. after him. Yeah, yeah. You I, look, I was looking for. I was going to wear it today, um, but I don't. I don't have it anymore. I went back to Francis because it's not yours. <laughs> That's why I couldn't find it. May, may I just say, for the record, Bridget, you almost made me spit water over everything. <laughs> coconut monkey. I don't know why that was so hilarious to me. Yeah, yeah another one of my scenes with Jenna that I always liked when I watched the movie is, um, you know, that kind of dark, mysterious point where she's down the hallway. And she just seems to fade into the bedroom, you know. She's doing the ring girl, she, the ring girl like she, thing. Right. Yeah, the whole goth, the, the dark makeup, and all that, and just glides right into the basement. It's creepy, <laughs> you know. But it's it's it sets a good a good tone. I so since we're talking scenes, I everybody everybody here, I know I think it's a consensus. You probably all have one favorite scene, but everybody give me your favorite your favorite moment from working the film. I, I'm sure there were multiple, but everybody's got to have a favorite. And just for the record, my wife is watching and she made sure that she put in the comment section, I do not hide anything, babe. Just let you know. So, <laughs> Okay, I'll go first. Um, I have many favorite moments, but there is one thing that over the years, one line that I always go back to and there is absolutely no reason for it. And I've said it, I don't know, a hundred times over my lifetime is, 
we have maps is that scene when Danny comes out and he's like trying to find some place and it was like you know where do we keep the maps and Emmy's just like we have maps and for whatever reason I just that line always makes me laugh and I don't I guess maybe it's because like that's such a normal thing for a family to have and her family like she just thinks her family is so not normal that like why we would have actual maps in the house like, why, and we then ha- we, we have tell food? them to, you know yeah exactly like we have food here like we have maps in the house and somebody says you know oh you know google maps and he's like pretends like he knows what he's talking about he's like yeah (laughs) google googly maps and then he kind of walks off but i mean to this day for 10 years sometimes i just say like we have maps and it's not even like a really strong funny moment in the movie but it's always stuck with me (laughs) i think one of my favorite scenes when i when i do watch the film again is between danny and demetrius um when they're on the uh like the love seat kind of thing, you know, or a little bench in the in the family room, and uh, the whole sixty acres and a mule, and you know, you know <laughs> he's like, you know, what what is it about mules? You know, do you you know do you even use them anymore? You know, and it's this whole thing about you know, you know trying to understand each other, you know, and it's just it just plays so so funny, so funny. How many times did you all? Let me jump in here for a second. How many times did you all have to shoot that scene, D? Because I know he, I know he went at you hard trying to get you to break character during that scene. Yeah, I can't remember. It was, it was multiple times. That was a multiple time scene. Um, I cannot remember how many times though. But yeah, I mean that was his goal again. Probably at least five. Yeah, at least, at least. five or six or seven. Yeah. It was so fun to watch, though, because we're all the background and we're dying. Right? <laughs> so it's not only to deal with Danny, it's to deal with all of us, like trying to lose it. And I think Francis at some point was actually getting a little like, knock it off, He's God. He's going to know it. Get out of the room. Go somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, I would laugh at Danny before he even be, you know, opened his mouth. You know, I mean, just, just know, walk be, in. He didn't even speak a line, and I would be laughing. <laughs> Watching his first introduction catapulting over the porch in the yeah. orange jumpsuit yeah. always remains yeah. to be one of my favorite visuals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's filmed through the um through the side doors on the patio, you yes. know, so you see him from from a, from a distance. Yeah. The best. Yeah. And 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 Vicky, your your scene where you you're like. I had to run in the store and get some things, and then you come back with the. I think it was a was it an Obama T shirt? Yeah. No, that was and, not. That was that was yeah. Yes, it was an Obama yep. T shirt. Afro Sheen. The, and the Afro <laughs> Sheen and everything. Black, black, black. like Black Sabbath, Black Crows. <laughs> yeah, every CD had black. I forgot about that. Remember that? No, I remember. I'm like Black Sabbath. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> And then, uh, I mean, to, again, too many scenes to mention, but uh, 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 Bev and Emmy are outside. And this clip, I actually put a piece of in the promo. They're outside talking, and then you hear this crash, and you both go running into the kitchen, and 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 Jim says, "I got him!" Like he was out hunting, and he just, <laughs> like he was out, like he was out hunting, and he just bagged an eighteen-point buck. I got him! I got him. <laughs> He was way too excited for somebody to just hit somebody in the back of the head with the You know, club. for so long, I keep thinking how Emmy is so uptight. She's been such a bitch. And then I, like, revisit some of these scenes in my mind, and I'm like, no, she was perfectly justified in all of her feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I well, we, she, was the, 
yeah, shortly after the golf club scene, you know, one of my favorite scenes with Vicky is, you know, we're in the kitchen and, you know, and Martin is so, um, so, uh, so dense. You know, he says to Vicky, you know, he says, you know, he's black. And, you know, he's, well, does she know he's black? <laughs> yes. You know? And, you know, and then I think she says, you know, something about don't be a racist or whatever. And he says, I'm not a racist. You know, if I have two people, if I have a white person yes. and a black oh. person, you know, I see them, you know, you know, unless the black person's old and I see the oldie first, you know, it's like my own little affirmative action program. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I love that scene. Uh, and, and I think to Anthony's point, that's one of those, that's one of those scenes that, still resonates today because when you talk to folks you know not to get too political but when you talk to folks and they say that's the first thing they say i'm not a racist i have a black friend right i play golf with mm-hmm. someone who's black. or you know so yeah i think thinking of my funny scenes i think again they're all funny um trying in my head honestly the whole pot scene because as you said anthony i don't smoke um, <laughs> And so, trying to think of how can I make? Wait, wait. He had to make sure. He had to make sure everybody knew. He looked in the camera. I don't smoke. (laughs) I work for the government, so you know. (laughs) I want this on record. (laughs) (laughs) But no, seriously, it was. uh, And then watching them, and then watching you know, Jim talking about the fear. (laughs) Is this it? Is this the fear? I, I don't want to fear. Is this a fear? I don't want to get the fear. <laughs> the audio recording won't see your face. It was priceless. And then when he starts like really like getting into it, and then we can't take the pipe from him. It's like, it's like, it's like no, no, no. It's, it, give me the pipe, man. It's not your turn. It's like puff, puff, give, buddy. Um, and then, uh, and then uh, going back to the scene with you and Jenna, where she's like. You don't want to fuck me, <laughs> and and then you go into this long like you, you typical guy thing. You just start backtracking. It's like no, no, like under different set of circumstances, <laughs> you're, you're hot and everything. But like if circumstances are different, I absolutely let. And then bam, she slams it. Because <laughs> trying to be a gentleman is what you are. <laughs> he was also in his in law, his future in laws' home with his future bride. Right. <laughs> it was a bit of a tough spot. Yeah, I, I I will neither confirm nor deny that maybe I'm not Mr. Parker. I'm not trying to throw him under the bus, but you know I wasn't always married. That I might may or may not have used that line a time or two too. It's like, nah, girl, I'm not with nobody. But you know what I'm saying like if things was different, <laughs> we um, could do that. Dad, mom, can I clarify that we did tell you later on in the movie that we had already eloped and we were married, which is still a bitch move on Emmy's part, but That's now right. I still, <laughs> y'all. I, I have uh, coming from, I have coming from the chat and I was going to allude to this, but I looked over and saw uh, Mark Patterson. Thank you for watching. Uh, Mark. Uh, Somebody want a pizza? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite outtakes. Did somebody, somebody order, order a pizza? pizza? From behind the couch. Uh, okay, so this is, is this one of the crew members or something like that? Yes, yes. Yeah. Mark is oh. on the crew. Today is his birthday. Happy birthday, Mark Patterson. Happy birthday, Mark. And yes, to this day, one of the best outtakes. Did somebody order a pizza? Yeah, I have to watch it. After watching all of that. Uh oh, there goes the microphone. After watching all of that, and then at the end he just pops up from behind Did somebody order a pizza? Yeah, we, we had a lot of pizza. We ate a lot of pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Those yeah. 
<laughs> two weekends. $2,000 only goes so far. You got to buy the Chinese food. Yes, Rosemary, you do have to watch this movie again. This for me, this for me is an annual, it has become an annual tradition in my house. Um, I watch Coming to America every year on my birthday. And every December 26th, we break out Boxing Day and we watch Boxing Day. And 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 then Bridget gets the annual happy for over. Was that part of the script or did you just come up with that on your own? Like, you, I forgot what the conversation was you were having. I'm pretty sure it was when you were having with Bev and you go, oh, for, yeah, it was. Because you go, oh, for fuck's sake, mom. So that just became, <laughs> I, I, I hate to say it, but that's become the phrase I associate you with most. So that's, she, you get that, she gets a text every day, happy off day. And she, I, so. I look forward to it every year and it is one month to the day for, before my birthday and it's one day after Christmas. And I know that on that day, I'm going to hear from the great Anthony Handy. And I know that he's watching <laughs> Boxing Day and enjoying it. Absolutely. And, oh. A question I have for Vicky. You know, Vicky, you play a character who's much older than you really were at the time in real life. You know, I'm, you know, I'm older than you, and so I was more like. Older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she jumped on that quick. She right, jumped yeah. on that quick, right. didn't she? Yeah. She was like much older. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you try to give her a little, you know, little. You know, Not really, but. Is, yeah, this would happen good. Yeah, this is why we're divorced. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so how did you get into the role of Beverly? Because you know, you know, you were playing a, a, a mother of of Bridget. And it was really a stretch when you think about it, because age-wise, I'm not sure how old each of you are, but, you know, it, you would have had to have Bridget probably when you were, like, 12 or something. Yeah, I don't know. Bridget looks really young, though, so I will give her that. Um. I, I, de I declined to comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you channel, like, your own motherly experience or something? Or? Um, I just tried to channel an annoying <laughs> know-it-all mother-in-law type personality that I, I actually don't have an annoying mother-in-law, but like that you would typically see and, you know, just really try and be like, hmm, really? Hmm, hmm, hmm. Like that. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed <laughs> it. It's a stretch for me, Jim, is what it was. So. <laughs> you, I, fun, fun fact. I, I don't, uh, I told my wife when we watched the movie together the first time, because, uh, uh, D, I think I got my DVD from you. When we watched the movie together the first time, I was like, she, her, the way that her character is presented and made up, it was kind of Tina Fey plays Sarah, Tina Fey doing Sarah Palin if she lived in the suburbs of the DMV. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's very accurate. <laughs> Go back and go back and watch it and tell me I'm lying. I was like, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, that's that's what you know. That's what makes her um, the reveal at the end with, with what she le when she leaves and what she says and what she does and the whole liber you know the liberation of the character, so to speak. You know, that's what makes it so rich at the end. Yes. <laughs> you, know, you, you play it so tight up front. <laughs> 